Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection to find the person you can rely on, the one that's there every week, month or year and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With ACAST podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation, a chance meeting in the gym, or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 345 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And it's funny, as I'm recording this, part of me wants to say Happy New Year. Uh, But we are in February now. And the reason that I want to say Happy New Year is because this is the first episode that I'm actually recording in 2023. So I'm super excited to be here. I like I've talked about before, I do love the energy of a fresh year. Although I do acknowledge three new years. So I feel like I get to refresh and reboot three times a year. But honestly, anyone gets to do that. That's just not a Veronica thing. And I do recommend because I think it's a lot of pressure on you to be like this year, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. So we're only in February here. So think back to maybe an intention or a word of the year, or if you set a resolution or a goal or whatever for 2023. Just check in on yourself and see how you're doing with it. Not in a sense of like, oh my God, you suck. You're already not doing whatever it is that you set out to do. But just, is this really working for me? Or does this feel right? Or are my expectations a little too high? Or how can I make this a little bit easier on myself? I'm a really big believer both in my life and also when I work with clients in in taking the smallest steps possible to feel accomplished and to achieve a goal. As someone who is super goal-oriented, when you set out these big goals, it can take a long time or an extraordinary amount of effort to reach them. And sometimes 
you know, you might set goals that you don't reach. I set goals all the friggin' time that I don't reach. And so it's really important to have baby step goals, like, like even smaller than you might already think, so that you can start making some accomplishments and checking off some boxes. Because when you do, that will make you feel better. That will help to boost your self-esteem. And when you're when you're feeling those good feelings from a little boost of the self-esteem, then it's so much easier to keep going. Whereas if you set some goal of like, I'm going to do this every day, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to do this, and they're just really big, lofty goals, or would require just a huge shift from what you're doing now or what you were doing previously. Look, you might be a unicorn and totally blow everyone else out of the water, but most of us aren't unicorns in that way, at least. And we're all special unicorns, you know, in our own special way. But you know what I mean when I'm talking about this. So just just take a little reassessment here and see how you're doing and see if whatever intentions or whatever you laid out for 2023 is working for you. And then just adjust, you know, I, I think also you can adjust goals. I'm adjusting my goals all the time. I set out to do this and then I'm like, well, that's definitely not going to happen. So let's do this instead. And again, it just gets that little boost of self-esteem, that little boost of like, yes, I can do this going through you. And that can take you really, really far. But if you're constantly setting goals for yourself that are really hard to reach or to achieve or to maintain, then you're going to feel more or at least more likely to feel bad about yourself like, oh, why can't I do this and never do that? And that just makes it harder to achieve anything. Okay. So that's my little spiel about New Year's goals, resolutions, word of the year, intentions, whatever you want to call them. And we're moving on. I'm super excited about today's episode. And this is something that I know that I've struggled with when I was dating. And I know a lot of my clients struggle with because it is a topic of many, many coaching calls with them. And that is on how to know if someone being right on paper is right for you. Because there's a lot of great people that have all of the checkboxes, you know, marked off. And that doesn't mean, though, that they're the right person for you. And especially when you've had a history of dating some, let's just call it duds, for lack of a better term or more descript term, it can kind of mess with you like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why am I not into this person? Like, I feel like I should be into this person because of X, Y, Z. And it can cause a lot of, for sure, inner anxiety, but it can also just cause a lot of wasted time, to be honest, because you might try to convince yourself that someone is actually right for you because of what might be on paper, despite what you are feeling in your relationship with them. So that's what we're going to talk about today with my caller. And my caller is actually a former client of mine. And so before we get into the coaching call, she's going to kind of paint a picture for you of like where she was before we started working together, what she really was able to accomplish through our work together, and then of course, where she is now. And then we get into some coaching. So it's not all just her experience working with me. But the reason that I want wanted to do this format. One, I'm just kind of testing things out and trying some new things out on the show, which I always like to do. But the two other reasons I wanted to bring my former client Lisa onto the show is one, I think it's always helpful if you've ever considered working with me to just hear from other clients and the results they've you know, been able to achieve. Because sometimes, you know, I know it can sound like really interesting and intriguing to do this kind of coaching and have this massive kind of shift and healing. And that can obviously greatly impact your love life. But it's also nice 
to hear like, okay, but what does that really mean? Give me some tangible results, some tangible stories. And so that's where Lisa starts. And so I hope maybe you can see some of your situation or your experiences in her. And then the second reason that I wanted to do this format on the show is because this is actually one of my favorite reasons for coaching and personal development as a whole, is that there's actually no destination. It's like that quote, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And I know it's a little cheesy. However, it really is true. And in fact, it's not that it's not about the destination. It's that there is no destination. Whenever I start off with a client, we always talk about, okay, so what are your like long-term goals? What are the goals you hope to achieve in our time working together? And what I call that is point A, where you are now, and then point B, where you want to be by the end of our time working together. And then when we get to point B, that's not really the destination that actually turns into a new point A. And then from there, it's like, okay, what's the next point B? And then you get to that new point B and that's your new point. And you just keep going on and on and on. And maybe to some people that feels like, oh gosh, but to me, it actually just feels really exciting because there's always another layer to go. There's always another thing to heal or another way to grow or to get to know yourself more or to feel more or whatever it is, you know, that is along your path. And just to remind you, we're always healing. No one is healed. And you don't have to be like any degree or certain degree of healed or on your healing journey in order to have a healthy, happy relationship. I would say that it's important to be on the path for sure, because that's going to help you build self-awareness. That's going to help you build vulnerability and all of those things. But that work still continues as you meet the person and then want to grow and deepen the relationship because even five years into a relationship, all your stuff can still get bumped up against and same with your partner. And so you want to be able to have vulnerable conversations and good, open, honest communication about that. So it can actually be a point in which you grow closer together rather than it being a wedge or just, you know, acting out and letting like your inner 10 year old come out and have tantrums at each other and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I hope today's conversation or coaching call really with Lisa will help kind of highlight some of these things and show you how this work works like in the long term. And the question that Lisa is coming to me with, and this is really her new point A is, how do you know if someone being right on paper is right for you? And I love this question. I'm excited to get into it. I know this comes up a lot with you all. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're going to do some coaching. This is a coaching episode on the podcast after all. But before we get there, uh, we know each other. We worked together in 2021. When was it? I can't it was like, now. I think a mix of the two. I think we started in late 2021 right. and then into yes. 2022 for several yes. months. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. So why don't you tell um, the listeners a little bit just about yourself as much as you want to share is totally fine. Um, and then kind of where you were, like why you were like, hmm, maybe I should work with Veronica. What was going on in your love life? Yeah, so a little bit of my background is I came out of a 14 and a half year marriage and I got married very young, had not previously at that point ever done any kind of therapy or work or anything. And after that, it was like about resetting my life and starting over. And for a while, I tried to do it on my own. I had therapy during my divorce. 
But then I started to recognize when I really got out there, there was a lot of things I still needed to understand. And I sought out working with you because I really liked the idea of having that accountability and the more practical steps of, I understood a lot for myself about like through therapy, but then I wanted to now go to that next level and start understanding how to apply things and how to do things differently. And I was in a lot of relationships at first post-divorce that were just situationships and not really where I wanted to go. And they were leading to more problems than more the happiness or the peace I wanted to experience. So that's why I initially reached out to you. Awesome. Well, I'm sure, you know, being in a 14 year marriage, married young, had no idea what you're doing. Nobody can relate to that. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously kidding. So you, you, you brought up something actually interesting that I don't want to spend too much time on because I've talked about a lot on the podcast, but I do just want to get your perspective because that is a question I get. Oh, should I work with a therapist or, or should I work with, with you, a, a love coach? And, you know, obviously I have my own experience between work, you know, with working with therapists and coaches as do everybody, but you, you had a therapist during your divorce and, you know, not to like knock on your therapist or therapy in general, but you know, there was other things that you were needing. So can you kind of talk a little bit about like what you got out of each of those modalities? Yeah. So I figured I'd say the best thing I got from therapy was for one, it was really about processing and understanding how to grieve how to grieve the relationship or the dreams that I had more because I was over my ex, but she really helped me understand how to grieve a different way. And then she also helped me understand how anxiety was really influencing my life in ways I did not previously understand. I actually, before I worked with her, I was blind to the fact that I dealt with it. I didn't even, I just thought it was normal stress and I didn't know it was such a driver in my life and that awareness. And she taught me some of the basics of how to apply like things that like relieve anxiety, how to sort of check in with your body. But it didn't really help me as much with dating because I was pretty good about being very confident in dating. Actually, I could go out and get dates. I could meet people. I had learned to get over a lot of social anxiety I had in the past. So I was able to keep all that in check. But when it got into the world of trying to understand dating and my patterns or just what was still left unhealed after two years, I was about the two year point or close to that when I started working with you. Mm-hmm. And that when you're really trying to get into the practical, that's where I realized, okay, the therapy, I could keep going through that. But I really felt like I'd gone through at least a lot of the things that I could work on with that. And it was more of now I was ready for practical steps. I was ready to really have somebody look into my life currently, give me some of the feedback or explain, help me understand and go through what was actually happening or why I was doing some of these patterns or what's beyond the anxiety. Is there anything deeper? Like, where is it coming from? And I think that's one thing I started to really learn from you is when I got into understanding, we got into inner child work, which I know you talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I really started to understand what that was and with checking in with yourself in a deeper level, not just checking in with your body when you can tell you're anxious or not anxious, because I used to suppress that emotion and feeling but yeah. then it was more of understanding. I felt like in coaching, I was really learning a lot more of where it was coming from. Yeah. And that was, I think that's one of the biggest things I've gotten out of coaching because it's given me that feeling of being more empowered as I face situations now. I've been a lot better about understanding, like getting through to the heart of what's going on or if I feel anxiety coming up. Now it's actually more of like a check engine light to me. It's more of, it tells yeah. me there's something I need yeah. to look at. 
And it's now actually been a tool instead of just be something I'm just trying to like manage. I'm actually starting to understand when the anxiety is really there for a reason or when it is just something like it's a, I need to soothe myself, like go to the back to the inner child and check in with her. And it's just one of the old wounds coming up. So I'm starting to now understand the difference. Yeah. I love that. Um, I I've always used the analogy of anxiety being like the the smoke alarm like if the smoke alarm in your house was going off you wouldn't take a bat and whack it yeah (laughs) you'd be like hmm did I leave the stove on or something burning (laughs) yeah it's it's a messenger but I haven't I haven't thought of the analogy of the tech engine light but it's the exact same Mm -hmm. idea like yeah not like the problem it's just telling you there's a problem so exactly yes to listen um well I I love that and I, I appreciate hearing you know what you got out of both therapy and coaching because they definitely are different. Um, And it's funny when I first started going to therapy, it was my dating life that got me there. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just remember I was trying to get some dating advice from my therapist and like, she was wonderful. I have nothing bad to say about her except like she didn't understand dating at all. (laughs) Cause like I would, I would like be desperate for someone to tell me what to do or what I should do. And I would, I would, you know, tell her my situation. And then she would give me her take. And I'd be like, well, that is terrible advice. I knew, I knew enough about dating to know that was, that was bad. She was, <laughs> she was wonderful, but she was, you know, she was an Orthodox Jew and they just, you know, date in very different ways then. <laughs> so it was not that. Yeah. Um, Relationship okay. advice. Yeah. From dating or from the <laughs> therapist. I remember like it was before, but she would just tell me, she would kind of like rephrase my situation or tell me things like, the marriage was like driving around in a car where the windows were half open. And sometimes that was tolerable and sometimes that wasn't, but she would just encourage me to make a decision, but it wasn't helpful. I'm like, okay, I get that, but I don't know where to go with it. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's where like just one, my own personal experience around lots of dating and then just keeping also, you know, obviously I've been not dating for a long time now, but keeping my finger on the pulse and, you know, learning about what's going on in dating and the apps and the trends and all that kind of stuff is super important. And a lot of therapists don't do that. I'm not saying they should because that's not their job. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is definitely like a different knowledge set and skill set. So I appreciate you sharing your experience. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are right now in your love life and just your life in general? Yeah. So right now I can say at least some of the good things are I was able to, you know, post coaching, I was able to identify some of the things in my life that I felt more power with that were causing stress, which included my job. So I've been three months into a new job that I really like. That's a much better fit. So that's one big win. And I started getting back into the dating apps again, a little bit more seriously, a little bit more strategically. And most recently I'd had an experience where there was a there was a man I met that was at a very similar life stage. Previously, I was dating guys, I think were a lot more like they weren't I'm a single parent. And I had I've been married. And before I was finding more comfort in just dating people that didn't have all the baggage didn't seem to have. I was like, maybe it's just easier. They're less complicated. But then I was finding there wasn't a good connection there. So I'd finally met somebody that I thought seemed to be the logical choice. That was actually what I was thinking in my head. I was just like, this guy seems to be the logical choice. He seems to be everything. Like he understands me. He's been married the same amount of time. He's got all these things in common. But I 
just were a couple things that were a little bit off. Like I noticed like he just, he wasn't really clear on how long he'd been divorced. And then he started, it started coming out. He hadn't been divorced that long. And then he started trying to move really fast. And as soon as he started trying to move the relationship between even us, where we'd only been talking less than two months and she, he was already wanting to move it into let's have a committed relationship. Let's, I want to make you like my girlfriend, my official girlfriend. I just felt all these anxiety alarm bells just go yeah. off. Yeah. My and alarm bells are going surprising. off for you. <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised because he was so, the thing that was like with this experience, it was different is he was telling me so clearly everything I wanted to hear. I mean, it yes. sounded amazing. It sounded great. It sounded perfect almost. In fact, too perfect <laughs> to yeah. the point where I'm like, why is everything going off? And I was able to then check in with myself and just recognize, okay, this is not just wounding. I really feel like something's off about this person. I'm really feeling like there's something that's either, and it, it's hard to pinpoint. It was just something where I could tell, like at least. Well, that's how you know it's your intuition. Cause, yeah. Because sometimes your intuition can't necessarily articulate it. And that's just the way that the conscious and unconscious brain work like literally the unconscious brain we're not conscious <laughs> you know the, the the basically the data that you have collected in your brain unconsciously so then and that's what informs your intuition and so that's why it's like I can't put my finger on it but something feels off right that's a good um, way to put it yeah because I tend to try to get in my head sometimes and that's where in dating I've been trying to stay out of just getting in my head yeah because when I get in my head with dating I will do those things I'll think of it yeah. like this is a logical choice this person yeah makes sense this i will talk myself essentially what i will do is i will excuse bad behavior sometimes or yeah. i will talk myself into liking a person because they seemed like somebody that oh i think this would make sense for a person like me like i'll, I'll yeah. literally get in this thing like yeah. and it's not really finding that genuine and it and then you don't always you're not if you're following just thinking through and logically talking yourself into a relationship because somebody's telling you things you want to hear you can suddenly end up in a situation where you're like, wow, okay, this isn't what I thought it was at all. And I talked myself into getting closer to this guy rather than letting this intuition scream at me, which it <laughs> did. And in that case, I just told him, I said, hey, I want to pause a relationship. It's the shortest relationship I've ever had in my life. But it was a huge, huge win for me because I used to be very insecure about cutting off a connection, especially if it seemed to be a good one or I'd miss that time we would talk or I would wonder if I'll find anybody that's like that. Yeah. But I really felt peace about this. And then this guy, he'd given me a couple gifts before and he asked for all the gifts back and just things that sort of validated that, wait, this was like, that was correct. This person is not what I was looking for. He's not really what he said. So I was really happy about that. And so now my current place is now like kind of regrouping and reevaluating and going through that I've now come to that point where it's back to where I'm not at square one by any means but I'm starting to think a little bit more like at least try to check in like the deeper level of what am I really looking for because yeah. sometimes I've recognized that I can that help I, you today yeah and that could be something I think it's like I would say the way I would try to phrase it is it's finding that difference between not just getting myself into what the logical choice is when you're moving forward or what sounds good, but really I'm trying to learn how to check in with myself to feel what am I really needing or wanting right now. And that is still a little hard for me. It still gets a little vague for me at times to pull that out and not just get in my head about it. Does, yeah. Does well, that make tell, me, tell me what you have. Like, what do you feel like, 
you know, if you had to guess or just what is at the top of your head right now, even if it's not flushed out or whatever, try not to edit yourself. What is it that you either know or think you want? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I would say you can answer that in any way you want. Yeah. I think what I as I've dug into this, because I was processing or sort of thinking in general, sort of touching and checking with myself. What I'm feeling is I would I would love for a relationship to just evolve organically with someone that I've already been somehow like we've been friends or we've been talking much longer or somebody I've known that comes back in my life or just something where I have a better sense of who the person is. I don't like anything that's moving fast and there's no rush. I'm at a point in my life. I'm like, I'm in my 40s. I don't need to rush. I already have kids. I don't have any reason to rush forward and there's nothing against people that do that's just not my personal goal Mm -hmm. and I think that's really what I'm trying to that's off the top of my head what I think I'm looking for and it's just really hard what's what's the value in like having like a friendship with someone and then evolving into more or knowing someone from like a previous time and them coming back like what's what's the benefit of that the value I place in that is that consistency over time. I have a big thing about consistency over time where I feel like I have a better, I think I've just been in situations where I don't always know that people are going to mean what they say. And I like to see actions over time. Mm -hmm. That might be a value where at least I have a sense of feeling like I may have, it's building it. It's building that trust again, Mm -hmm. as I've still tried to build trust with myself. But it's like, also, there is still a component of trusting other people. Okay, can I tell you, can I tell you a funny story really quick? Yeah. Okay, so when I, I, when I was a, like a first year, when I was a freshman in college, I was really good friends with, um, she was a senior, so she was three years older than me. And we've stayed friends throughout. um, And we're, and we're still friends, actually. And she so she was graduating and I remember it was like oh my god you're like going out into the big world like ah <laughs> you know so we were talking <laughs> about that and she was like yeah and I've got to meet the person I'm going to marry like this year because she had this whole timeline because she mm-hmm. wanted to have this long friendship and then it evolved into a relationship a long engagement and she wanted to have kids by like I don't know 30 or so I forget what the age she but she was basically like I'm on a 10-year track if I want to have kids by 30 I got to meet him now Otherwise, like I'm going to be off track, basically. (laughs) And I don't remember the exact timeline. I know she had a few different. I remember hearing about her date. She lived in D.C. I was still in Chapel Hill Mm -hmm. in college at the time. And she would tell me from time to time where I'd visit her. She had lots of different dates and whatever. And then um, one of her friends set her up with this guy that she knew. And it's funny because this is a side note. But the only reason why her friends set her up with this guy is because they're both Jewish. Like, oh, they're both Jewish. They'll get along great. And it's like. (laughs) Okay, whatever. 
Anyways, well, turns out they were great together and they had a whirlwind romance. They got engaged within like, I don't, maybe seven months, eight months, and then were married less than a year after that. I don't know how long they were together before they, or they were married before they had kids. I can't remember that. I could probably do some math real quick, but I won't waste our time doing that. But they're still together and they're lovely and he's lovely and they're lovely together. And I just tell you this because a lot of times it's helpful to look at the underneath. Like if you want this thing, like you want this long friendship or someone else or someone who's already been in your life before to come back. I understand like the romance and the fantasy factor for sure. But I want you to dig in a little deeper as to like, what is it that you're really looking for? Because sometimes when you're really attached to something like happening in a specific time frame or in a way that can actually hold you back. Yeah, and I used to do that. So it's funny you brought up the example because I was that person back in my 20s that need the timeline. That's part of why I got married and did everything what I did because it was a timeline. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't necessarily the guy. I just moved forward because I'm like, well, this must be it. It fits the timeline. <laughs> the universe put this person in. He in must be here life. for that reason. And that was not the case. I learned that. The well, he probably was. I mean, he was there for a for reason. reason. Maybe oh, not he the was. Reason I agree. I agree. All those things. But we won't get into that today. Yeah. Um, so, so what is, because then, okay. So then you mentioned something different. So I told you that story, but then you mentioned something different where you talked about how like it takes you, shit, I can't remember the exact phrase you said, but essentially but like trusting. when someone's in your life for a while, like they can show up and then they can like basically follow through with what they say. And that helps you build trust. Right. right. And of course that helps build trust for sure. Right. When someone like shows up and says, Hey, I'm going to call you and they call like that builds trust. Duh. Right. This is not <laughs> like complicated. However, it feels a little bit like outsourcing the length of time you know someone to your own self-trust. Mm, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, I am pretty sure you can get some, I'm not saying you should have a whirl, whirlwind romance right. and you should get engaged within five months. I'm not saying that. However, if that's the way the cookie crumbles, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm so, yeah. but so, so like at the same time though, you just told me about this other guy that you were dating who seemed great on paper, or at least he made sense logically in all the ways. And you kept getting like this feeling, you know, you're like feeling the anxiety. And so you're listening to that. you got this gut feeling like, I don't know. I don't know. Something feels off. I know it makes a lot of logical sense, but something feels off. And so I'm wondering why you can't trust yourself to make those calls, whether it's like the first time you're meeting someone or like, I don't know, the 10th time. Yeah. I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I don't know. I think it's just probably still part of that recovery process of yeah, trying to think of it's gotten a lot better, but it's still like a process. And that's, yeah. I think, where it, as you practice, it comes up still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is what I want you to do. This is gonna be your homework. I want you to journal on. So you want like in your ideal world, like if you could build your own fantasy world, not even fantasy world, just build your own life plan, like and had full control over it. You would have someone, you know, come into your life or re-enter your life, have this beautiful friendship. And then it evolve into a romantic relationship, lots of trust, all that kind of stuff. I want you to journal on what you believe that experience will make you feel or believe. Okay. Okay. And like spend some time, you know, you might want to come back to this a few times, you might yeah. want to meditate on it. You might want to think about it when you're like, you know, on a walk without your phone or in the shower with no distractions and just, and just like think and feel into it and specifically feel into it. 
What is it that you believe that will make you feel? And then how will that feel in your body? And then that's what I want you to be on the lookout for. When you uh, date. The feeling, yeah, if they go by the feel instead of go by thinking yeah. of this. Because you're this essentially is telling that me. X will lead to X plus Y equals Z. It's not always like that. It doesn't always mean, well, if they do this, then it's going to equal that. It doesn't always do that. Exactly. exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Because people can reenter your life. People can be... You know, and, and and like, it's it's so easy to fall for that stuff. So right before I met Stevie, I um, reconnected with, <laughs> I was in my, I guess, late 20s at this point, I don't remember. But um, I reconnected with my first boyfriend from sixth grade. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm not gonna lie, he's a little bit of a hottie. He's hot. And I was like, oh my God, this this is it. This is, he's like, come back to my life for a reason. He's amazing. And like, you know, we had a little whirlwind thing, but he's a total player, <laughs> yeah. you know? And and I think had I been think feeling into like, how do I want my future partner to make me feel as opposed to like the romance of like, oh my God, we like had our first kiss behind the bleachers in sixth grade. You know what I mean? I was very attached yeah. to that as yeah, opposed to like what was right in front of me. Yeah, that's true. Because I, you now you're even saying that that's part of why I think I was keeping some connections open. Like this was actually one connection. I like we just cut that off. But there's some I've kept open, and I think subconsciously it's because of that hope. And then anytime any of them have come back, which has happened over the last the years I've been dating, it's never a good thing. <laughs> like usually, if you didn't, you ruled them out for at that point. <laughs> they're yeah. coming back, and it, it does seem to be like it's just the player or. I later find out they weren't exactly honest about something or there's always, it's like, I feel yeah. like they were just in our relationship and just got out of it. And now they're coming back around and that's not what I'm looking for either. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to be more focused on the feeling. And also that actually activates your intuition, right? Because your intuition, as you've already described in the beginning of our call is based more on a feeling. It's actually not super logical based. And so the more you can get familiar with what you want to feel, like my impression is that you want someone that from a friendship that, you know, goes into a relationship because you want that sense of, you think it'll make you feel more secure mm -hmm. and that you can trust them more. Which yeah. Is fair enough, right. So, and I get more detailed on that when you journal and feel into yeah. it, obviously, but then how do all these feelings feel in your body? And then like when you're dating, when, and you meet someone then you can kind of sense like, okay, do I feel like I'm pretty in tune with how I want to feel like that sense of trust, that sense of safety, that sense of security, or is this person making me feel like really uncomfortable or really bad about myself? Or they're like telling me they want to be committed relationship with me, except they don't even really know me and they're not making any attempt to get to know me Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whatever it is. Cause like all of those, all of those kinds of behaviors, plus, you know, others are going to make you feel probably not safe and secure they're gonna make you feel a little weirded out or a little like yeah. run into several of those yes <laughs> they do <laughs> exactly and that's all you need to know you don't need to like have someone in your life for as a friend for three years or whatever yeah because that also that's there because the other part of me like every time I've ever thought that I also just think that too I'm like but really what will that how long or how does that look and it just doesn't make sense that's it'll lead to the problem I also have when I try to think of my future, I'm trying to think, I start to feel like when I get too much into, I think what you're describing, you're helping me see of like that fantasy, I start thinking, well, none of this makes sense. Nobody I'm meeting makes any sense. 
they're not fitting the story i think is probably what's happening because i was running into a problem of like i really just don't see anyone right now that fits what i'm looking for and maybe it's because i'm looking at the wrong thing i'm looking yeah. at do they fit this other subconscious story i have or yeah. are they actually somebody that has any potential that could be there but i just haven't paid attention to yet yeah yeah and obviously people you know are friends with people and then it evolves into a relationship obviously that happens it's not like it's never happened in the history of the world <laughs> but i also think like if someone sets you up or if you meet someone you know on a dating app or whatever I think it's a hard sell to be like, let's just be friends for a couple of years first and then see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would find that weird too, I guess. And now that you say it like that, you were like, like what if you were like on a date with someone? They're like, I just actually want to be friends for a couple of years first. Yeah. You're like, like, wait, what? <laughs> and again, things like that happen organically, but you can't yeah. force it. It's either going to happen or it's not. True. Um, but you don't really have a lot of control over it <laughs> true and if somebody just says that off the bat they want to be friends then i guess there is that level where you're like well are they really that interested in me are they exactly. romantically you interested in me you take it as a rejection yeah i would it's take like, it i think rejection. any reasonable person would yeah i would take the intent yeah i would take it as okay i might not be high on their list but they're gonna keep me here because i'm not like repulsive but that's not where we want to be that's not really i would look at that as like not much potential for that and or just the people that it would just be the thing where I'd feel like that they're just gonna be the kind that's just gonna keep asking me to take breaks. And it just is never gonna go anywhere. You're gonna feel less certain or less secure because it's just gonna be a drawn out thing that you're gonna put more time investment in that you don't really want because you don't want to necessarily put again, it's not about the timeline, I guess it's I think it's what we're helping uncover here. <laughs> totally, totally. All right, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. That helped a little because it was just I've learned as I go through and practice things. And then sometimes I get through situations where I've come a long way and I celebrate the wins. But then sometimes they leave me still like in that little bit of that fog where you're still trying to regroup and understand where you're going next because you feel yeah. like, oh, I felt like I kind of got somewhere. And now I'm like, well, maybe not. And this was really helpful. So it's just right. I feel a little bit more that that sense of like that clarity. And well, I like having some homework to do to continue pushing me in a direction of working on this a little further. Good. Good. Well, I'm so glad. And I'm glad you, I always like giving clients homework. So yeah, <laughs> got some things to, to work on and I'm excited to see what happens for you. Great. Well, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming onto the show. As always, I really appreciate everyone who comes onto the show and your courage and your vulnerability and all of those things. I know it can feel a little weird, but you know, I've been listening to Delilah since I was like, I don't know, in middle school, and she is like my idol. So thank you for helping me be my own version of Delilah on this little podcast. But anyways, so I'm not going to recap Lisa's coaching call today in today's outro, because I think I explained things pretty well to her. And to be honest, if we ever coach together, this is really my style. I explain things a lot. I give story, I give context, I give reasoning, I explain either the science or the theory or whatever it is behind a tool or assignment that I'm giving, because I want to make sure you really understand it and that it feels right for you. And you're not just blindly following me or the advice that I give you because that's not super helpful. I want to make sure that everything feels good to you and that just keeps everything, you know, tight in terms of integrity and um, 
you know, personal responsibility and, and, and free choice and, and all of those kinds of things. Really, really important. Um, what I want to do today in today's outro is actually just share two big pieces of business. One is if you are interested in getting to know my work a little bit better and really jumping into things, I am leading my annual Date Yourself Challenge, which is totally free. The Date Yourself Challenge is five days long. And for five days, I will give you one tool or assignment that will help you do and begin some of this inner work that I talk a lot about on the show. There's also going to be a private Facebook group just for challengers. And this is just so yes, you can connect with each other if you want, but also so you can be in contact with me. So I can answer your questions or clear anything up for you. In the Facebook group, I will also be leading some impromptu lives, going deeper into some questions coming up and things that I teach in the challenge. And I'll also probably be doing some movement classes, some wild soul movement classes on self-love. So I know some of you all were able to join me in January when we did wild soul movement classes on oh my gosh, I'm totally having a brain fart right now on oh anxious attachment in dating and Everyone loved it, got great feedback. And so I'm really excited to do some movement classes that will help you to invigorate some self-love just in time for Valentine's Day and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So again, the Date Yourself Challenge is totally free. It's been a staple in my business. You know, a lot of things have shifted, but this has really been here, you know, stood the test of time. I started it, I think, in the end of 2015, and we're in 2023. So here we are. Um, so thousands of women have gone through it. And whether you are brand new to me or newish to me and haven't done the challenge, of course, I would love to have you. And then if you've done the challenge once before, or like eight times before, would also, of course, love, love to have you in it. And it's always great to get a refresher. Because a lot of times we've done things before, or we've read things before, but the integration, um, you know, usually comes well after first learning or reading or consuming some piece of content. So I think it's always wise to do things a few times as needed. Um, so the link to sign up is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And we'll put that link in the show notes so that you can easily click it and sign up. Again, it's totally free. And you can also just go again to the link veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge and type that into your browser. And then shortly after the Date Yourself Challenge, I will also be opening up enrollment to my annual Love Incubator program. I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit more on later episodes of the podcast this month. But for those of you who are interested in working deeply with me this year, the Love Incubator is a great place to do that because it is, well, for many reasons. One, it's the best of both worlds in terms of it is one on one coaching program, but there is a group element. So you can have some of that community and that camaraderie. A lot of my clients feel like they're the only ones or they want to know what my other clients do or that my other clients experience this. And so the love incubator allows you to actually connect with other clients in that way so that you can kind of trade notes or support each other and also just have, you know, some connections with other women who are trying to date from this new conscious intuitive way as opposed to like this kind of complaining and blaming way, which isn't, you know, 
the best thing in the world, in my opinion. So if you want to learn more about the Love Incubator, and this includes program dates, um, success stories, as well as all your pricing options, you can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. Again, I'll be talking a lot about or a lot more about that as we get going through the month. I will say though that spots are very limited. I am only limiting them to seven spots and I'm recording this before I'm doing early enrollment. And so I'm not 100% sure how many spots are available at the time that I'm recording this, but it fills up every single year. So I'm just telling you about the Love Incubator now. In case you know you are interested, you can go ahead and get your application in. Um, And you can do that again at the link I gave you, veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. So if you've ever thought about working with me one-on-one, but the finances were a little bit intimidating or you weren't sure if that was going to work for you, the Love Incubator is a great option because it is there is that group element it does keep the cost down while also still getting to do some one-on-one. So it is by far the most economical way to work with me if you you know do want to have that one-to-one interaction so I can really get a good look inside, you know, what's going on with core wounding and your child stuff and doing the deep work and what's going on in your love life. Um, in order to get into the love incubator. I have an an incubator exploratory call with everybody. And that's for both of us. One, to make sure that I'm a good fit for you and that I can help you with the problem that you want me to help you with. And then two, that you like, you know, you like my vibe and all that kind of stuff. Like, and you can get your questions answered by me. So it really is a two-way street. It really is an exploratory call. Um, And again, you can get to the link to schedule that through veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. And if you have any questions about that, you can email me at support at veronicagrant.com or send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant. And whether or not you join us in the love incubator this year, or if you're not sure if the love incubator would be a good fit for you, the date yourself challenge is a great place to be because it's totally free no strings attached. You're going to learn so much and hopefully have some fun doing it as well. And I think that will help you get to know my philosophy and my vibe even more so that you can make the most informed decision possible as to whether or not the love incubator is right for you. So again, date yourself challenge link is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. Love incubator link is veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. Both of those links will be in the show notes and I will see you next week for a brand new solo episode, which I'm super excited about. And it's going to be all about your relationship with money. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Where's that dust coming from? 
Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Marketers and business owners, you've been pining after a certain someone. Your job's on the line. You're desperate for them to like you back. Here's a word of advice from me. Talking is hot. Just you and them, finally alone, like us two right now. Maybe under the duvet, headphones on, one-on-one. Podcast advertising is proven to be one of the best ways to catch their attention. So surprise them while they're tuned in, while the moment's right. Say a line or two that really gets them going. Next time, if you want to win over your special someone and build some brand love, experiment with something new, just focus on your voice. Advertise on more than 100,000 podcast shows with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.